Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Mike Machuga. Mike is the head coach of the women's bowling team at Mercyhurst University. Mike bowled collegiately at the University of Nebraska and has two PBA titles. Mike, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, now you've been on this show a couple of times, and you know, for those listeners who may not be aware, this is now the start of the third season for the Mercyhurst women's bowling program and you are the inaugural coach and got this program started uh, just basically right from the ground up built this thing up so uh, first question we've got for you is you know looking back at when you first accepted this position and what you thought it would entail and where you hoped uh, maybe the program would be as you're going into your third season you know maybe give us a little bit of a rundown on how you think things have developed and progressed and if you're happy with where you're at maybe looking at from like a player development perspective as well as maybe how the bowling program sits within the university and maybe yourself too how what would have, have you uh, exceeded or um, you know met expectations you set for yourself um, at this stage of the game basically yeah um boy that's a that's a lot right there we could probably make a show out of just that question right there um you know, I, I'm I'm really happy with with where we're at. You know, at at the start of things, it was it was about just getting bodies to fill a roster. Um, so uh, you know, we were scratching and clawing just to just to make sure that we had five girls to put up a score uh, early on. And um, and uh, you know, now we've got uh, a nice roster of uh, of ten of ten ladies and. Uh, the future is also looking uh, looking real good. Where we're going to have a, a a pretty good sized squad, um, and uh, you know I I I don't necessarily go out and recruit um, you know the superstars. Uh, I'm all about uh, you know finding that uh, untapped talent, uh, the passionate ones who want to put the work in and make changes to their game and develop them. Uh, and I think we've done a, a really good job of that. Uh, here at Mercyhurst, and uh, and uh, you know, I've got a, a great group of girls who I don't even need to tell them to to practice. I don't have practice time, so to speak. I let them uh, come in and put their uh, their own work in on their on their on their own schedules. You know, with scheduling against classes is is quite challenging, especially in the in the you know the environment we're in now with so much remote learning, and they have so many labs and. And uh, it gets a, a little bit tricky, but uh, the girls are great about coming in and, and, and putting the work in. And and um, you know, all in all, things have gone uh, really well. Being a self-critic, uh, I have definitely failed at some things um, that I can do a lot better. I think that uh, I think that one of the biggest things is that we get on rapid fire once in a while when we're practicing, and it's really easy to kind of get into uh, a rhythm, get into a groove. And then you, you know, it's time to compete and we're five person teams and it's a much slower space or a, a much slower pace. And, 
I don't think I did a real good job of getting the girls ready for that uh, earlier on. So we've spent a lot more time this year practicing uh, uh, different formats like five-man Baker um, just so that they could get more used to that pace of play. Um, and, and another thing that I think I can I can do better and we're working on this year is teaching them more about what happens after the foul line. Uh, we focus uh, a little extra hard on fundamentals and uh, I think I need to spend a little bit more time you know, teaching how to bowl, um, which uh, you know in, in today's environment can really only be done um, through experience. Um, so explaining that process to them, how uh, their progression of their equipment and why we play the lanes uh, in certain parts of the of the lane on certain patterns and why we do those things, uh, I need to do a better job of explaining that to them so that when they leave me, uh, they can leave a, a better player, not just being a robot that tells them, you know, that I tell them where to stand, where to throw it, and what ball to throw. So uh, it's a it's a it's a process, and uh, you know, I'm learning as I go too. And Mike, with all of your experience in the pro shop industry, in the bowling industry, and everything you've done, you have a lot of knowledge. You can, like you said, pass on to the athletes there. How do you how do you gauge? I guess are you still learning how to how much to to throw at them, you could say, versus holding back so you don't overwhelm them and you see their eyes glaze over when you start talking to them about ball motion or, or drilling layouts or any of, the, any of the different things that you have in your toolbox when you're bowling and when you're competing and what you want to share with them, but you have to share it at the right time. Yeah, you know, I, I, like, it to, I like to share with them so that all their ears are listening, but even though I'm really talking – you know, directly to somebody, I still want the other girls to hear it so that when it is time for them to learn that next lesson, it's not such a shell shock. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so yeah, I've got, uh, you know, different players that are at different stages, you know, incoming freshman, freshman, it might be bowling one Oh one and my upperclassmen, you know, now we're getting into more of like getting a master's in this, in this game. And, and, um, um, yeah, it's kind of tricky of, of, uh, of what, knowing when uh, is the right time to kind of take them to that next, the next level of the rabbit hole. You know, I don't know that any of them could take a pro sect and lay out a ball yet, but that, that is, you know, going to be part of something they, that they learn before they leave here. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's all just a process I'm learning as I go to. And, um, you know, I really enjoy coming in and getting the, getting a you know somebody who's who's green and starting from scratch because they don't have bad habits and and yet it's still kind of amusing at times frustrating that uh, some of them they seem like they're, they're like they're pretty good and pretty knowledgeable and know what they're doing and they don't even know what the dots on the approach represent so um yeah it's it's uh, it, it's it's fun i enjoy it and uh, and i'm always learning well, what do you, now along those same lines then what do you think are when when somebody comes to you and, and when you see younger players that you know, are averaging, you know, anywhere between 170 and 200 uh, that you think that, wow, they have a, a really good grasp on this certain area or aspect of it. And what do you think are the certain parts that are either maybe, let's say, the least understood or what seem to be the most confusing or complex topics? Um, I think uh, I think we still have a lot of residuals from kind of the old school teaching of, uh, slow feet and square shoulders, um, 
So a lot of that residuals and kind of uh, getting them to erase some of that thinking and and you know, letting them know that you're never going to hear me tell you to slow your feet down. I am constantly working to get all of them to speed their, speed their feet up. Um, I don't think I've had anybody in this process come to me throwing the ball too hard. Um, it seems I'm always trying to be, build build ball speed because that's what wins in today's game. Not only having good, you know, firm, higher ball speed, but being able to control it. Um, and many of them come to me with late timing um, and and swings that, that aren't even shoulder high. So the first thing that we get to is get that swing up above their head, get it nice and long and free and, and build that ball speed. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's my main focus uh, in my teaching, you know, not only with Mercier's, but uh, in general is to get that timing to be a little bit earlier into the swing so that the swing gets up over the head quite naturally and you've got effortless ball speed. So, yeah, uh, back to the question, it's it's the residuals of old school teaching is, is my biggest challenges, I would say. It, it, and that's something that I think we have uh, heard a lot even on the telecast. You know, you'll hear it something, and we've heard the same thing kind of over and over again where, you know, they say, oh, don't drop your shoulder. You know, they'll say they'll say some of that. Now, some of this stuff, I think we've kind of worked past a little bit, but I think uh, I think the footwork is one, uh, and the foot speed is something that is is a, is a really big thing because if you don't know exactly uh, how you can kind of relate the rhythm of your footwork and how that relates to your trajectory and launch angle, and and just to give you a, a, an example of what I experienced. I mean, there was uh, not too long ago, I was having some times where, you know, I was really having trouble feeding the ball to the right. Well, and I found out like, wow, I watched myself on video and I'm like, man, it looks like my feet are stuck in mud, number one. And it looks like my shoulders are too square and they're too level as well. And it seems like it was creating a, a, a whole abundance of things just from slow feet. And that sounds like a really great game for 1981. <laughs> uh, but but you're right. In, in, in today's game, you know, we've got to get those we've got to get those shoulders and chest to to open up to free up the swing so that you know, we can build the ball speed and get the ball to, uh, to the feed to the right. Uh, you know, everybody needs a little bit of spine tilt so that the ball can fall under your chin and not have any any parts of the body obstructing that free swing underneath the chin. So the so the, the 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 shoulder does need to dip a little bit. Spine angle needs to be a little bit to the right, and uh, and yeah, I don't uh, I don't know that too often in today's environment where we want to be really really square. Um, and and if we do, it's probably not going to last very long. You're going to end up moving to the left and feeding it to the right at some point. Mike, how are you dealing with managing the expectations you have for the team? as a new program because you're a competitive guy you've been out there on tour you've won out there on tour you you compete and you want to win every week and obviously you want to win every tournament you bowl you guys are bowling your ladies are bowling again this weekend you want to win all the time but on the flip side you know this program is is really new and and just getting off it off the ground and there's going to be some some growing pains in some areas yeah, you know, we went to a basically a Division One tournament, our our first uh, tournament of the program, and and uh, and yeah, I got a little taste of uh, of the of the talent that was out there, and and we all kind of did, you know, we finished last, and we to win matches uh, that first season, and and uh, things have gotten uh, you know a lot better now. We're 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 you know just back in the spring, as much as we did get to compete. Uh, we did win a little bit. We actually had a winning record, um, 
And uh, you know, our schedule, I built our schedule this year so that we get to play a lot uh, of teams um, in our conference, which is which is nice because I think we're all kind of about at that same level. But also I put in some some tournaments where we are going to get our butts kicked. Um, and uh, I think that's going to be a good reality check for us and uh, inspire us to work a little bit harder. And uh, I think by the end of this season, I, I believe we have a, a legitimate chance at, at making the national championship. Winning the national championship, on the other hand, that might be a bit of a stretch. But I think uh, I think we're good enough to get there into that top 16. And, and we're actually hosting a, a round of six, uh, 16 here. At, it's called the NCAA regional part of it. Uh, here at Rolling Meadows, our home center. Uh, in Erie. So it would be awesome to be able to actually compete for the national title right here in our hometown. Speaking of your schedule, you've got the, you know, you got a tournament coming up here pretty soon, don't you, hometown now? Yes, we got uh, Penn State Barron, who's a Division Three uh, school, is hosting uh, the Grapevine Classic at Eastland Bowl, which is actually really close to our campus, other side of town for me, but um, um, they're hosting, and then I believe we've got four other teams from our conference. So it'll be a good uh, uh, all division two, and and uh, all of all of us were were pretty competitive uh, with each other last year. So I think we got a we got a nice test for us this weekend, and and uh, I think we can win. I think we're a good enough squad that uh, we can pull off a win in this one. And and next week we go down to Youngstown for Youngstown State's tournament. There's going to be some Division one schools there, and and hopefully we can pull off some upsets down there too. So. Uh, yeah, we're really excited to get the season started. So, Mike, myself and Steve, we do this show year-round, so we'll catch up with coaches during the summer when, you know, the bowling season per se is, is complete, but yet we catch coaches and they're always telling us there, there's always something to be doing. We had the same thing when we connected with you today as you were telling us you're always doing something as well. Talk about that side to it that the a lot of people forget about sometimes even myself and Steve included where there's more to it than the practice schedules, the bowling on the lane. So logistics of travel, et cetera. There's also paperwork that goes involved as it is an NCAA sport for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I've told people that, uh, uh, you know, through all of this and the learning that, that, uh, being an NCAA bowling coach is 60% uh, administrative stuff, 40% recruiting and the rest is coaching. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, managing the time to, to, to complete all this stuff with, with certifications and scheduling and then, uh, you know, booking travel and getting approvals from, from administration and even score submitting. It's, it's quite a bit of work behind the scenes, but, um, you know, I was, I was fair, you know, fairly new to it and, uh, just kind of learning as we go and we're, we're getting a little bit better it, it will be nice to hopefully in the in the near future I get an assistant coach to kind of tackle some of this other stuff. Mm. But um, but uh, yeah, we're getting caught up, and and especially with all of the complications from the pandemic and 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 different uh, policies and and uh, mandates and and it's uh, it's you know it's added quite a bit more to the to the plate to do, but. Uh, but we're catching up, and once we once we get going this past weekend, I think we can put it on cruise control and focus on just practicing and competing. Awesome! Well, exciting stuff for the team for sure. And I know, uh, hey, final question I got for you: you just had just shared a very recently, just this week here, a, a pretty cool video of your uh, brother-in-law shooting 300, uh, and it looked to be about one of the most perfect shots I've ever seen in the 12th frame. Is it, did you have some more on that? You can kind of share or expand. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, uh, my brother-in-law, John Ferretti, uh, he's managed this, uh, this center for a long time, and uh, he hasn't bowled the league in, in either three or four years. Um, and this summer we went through uh, some very labor-intensive renovations here and updating things and changing things around and, and uh, really worked our tails off um, to get ready for this season and, and, uh, and make the place uh, you know, presentable and operating. And uh, it was pretty strenuous. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've said not long ago that uh, in my bloodline 30 years ago, everybody in my bloodline bold league and you know now in the past few years i look at it and i'm out i'm the i'm the only one in my entire bloodline that still bowls so um just a few weeks ago my nephew johnny's son um and he's a senior in high school and he's 18 years old now and he asked dad like hey i want to bowl a thursday all-stars will, will you bowl with me and uh first week of uh First week was last night, inaugural night, and Johnny fresh out of retirement, 221 the first game, and and goes perfection right there in front of his son on his on his son's first night of bowling, and and they oh, were pure. Wow. He he posted every one of them, oh. and uh, and yeah, just a just a really cool moment for all of us. Um, you know, Johnny coming back after not bowling for so long, bowling with his son, and uh, and shooting three dollars right in front of him it was really really cool. That had to have been just super special, yeah. He's a he's a pretty good player, and I don't think uh, you know. I, I would say that nobody knows this place better than I do, but uh, he does have a few years on me, and and uh, he just knows how to play the lanes, and and uh, I think uh, you know a little bit of of getting old, so it it forced him to kind of be a little more deliberate, and you know his knees are a little sore, it's still a little humid out, so the approaches are a little sticky, and it played right into the cards of of just playing that soft curve, which. Uh, it's always been pretty good in this building, and it also helps keep these damn twister pins down. So, so yeah, it was uh, it was it was really fun to watch. Well, it sounds like we could go on about those if we wanted, but we will end the podcast now. Mike Matuga, head coach with the Mercyhurst University women's team, there, head coach there. Thank you, Mike. All the best of luck as your ladies compete this uh, weekend, and then the rest of the the start of the year as we continue into the collegiate bowling season so thank you again mike for joining us and we'll be catching up with you down the road thank you guys great job on the show thank you so much for having me and looking forward to uh, looking forward to a great year